thank you so much, Deaconess Claudia Jackson, for following my instructions. <laughs> Sister Deaconess, President to the Second Power, Patricia G. Patterson, sorry for not going along with your program, but you know I love you. To my great father, the Reverend Dr. E. Theophilus Cavanus, my dear brother, co-pastor, Theophilus James Cavanus, Sr., ministerial staff to the Deacon and Deaconess Board, to each of you serving in your various capacities and specifically to the Department of Missions, and to our president, to the Second Power Deaconess, Patricia Patterson, and to all of our GABC members and friends. It is a privilege to once again stand before you this day to proclaim a word from the Lord. Thank you for this opportunity to serve. I ask prayerfully and humbly at this moment for the Spirit of God to remove self, to remove me, that his word, his message may be spread to the hearers and the receivers of his word. Speak to us, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, my Lord and Savior, amen. amen. Nehemiah 8 and 5, and Ezra opened the book, and when he opened it, all the people stood up. Please turn your Bibles to the book of Ephesians. That's in the Old Testament. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. That's Ephesians 4, 1 through 3. And I will be using the English Standard Version. The Apostle Paul writes, I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. Answer that calling with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. You may be seated. For eight hours, he prepares his uniform and his mind for duty. And when he is on duty, he will not vary from his command a single step or for a single second. No matter the weather, no matter the hour of the day, no matter the day of the week, no matter the number of people watching, and no matter if no one watches at all. He is the unflinching guard, the sentinel, Deacon Bow a member of the 3rd United States Infantry Regiment of the United States Army, the men and women who guard the tomb of the unknown soldier at Arlington National Cemetery. For every minute of every day, since July 2nd, 1937, the old guard has stood guard, and there is nothing casual about the way the work is done at the tomb of the unknown soldier. When a sentinel comes on duty, he walks exactly 21 steps across the tomb, representing the 21-gun salute, the highest honor given to any military or foreign dignitary. When he turns, he faces the tomb and remains in that position for 21 seconds. He turns again and walks 21 steps across the tomb, 
When he completes the short journey, he stops, turns towards the tomb, and pauses for 21 seconds. Over and over, the sentinel repeats the process until his shift is completed. Strict training ensures that the guard will be unflinching and unwavering in his duty. No matter the heat of the summer, the driving rain, or the frozen snow, most importantly, the guard will remain posted and the steps remain perfect, even when there is not another soul in sight. In order to join the regiment, you have to learn a new way to walk. To walk in the same way as the rest of the humans in Arlington National Cemetery, you must give up the privilege of walking with the old guard. To miss a single step when it's your turn to guard the tomb is to miss the opportunity to stand with those who stood before you. To misunderstand the motivation behind your duty is to miss the point entirely. One just doesn't walk the same way when it's your turn to guard the tomb. It is therefore our duty as the called, the chosen, the missionaries of God to walk in a manner to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ our Savior. We must walk worthy. Today I'd like to speak to you from the subject, our duty to walk in a manner worthy. On this Mission Sunday, we are reminded that each of us, whether a member of the organized group of the GABC Mission Department, each of us has been dispatched by Jesus and issued the task of what we now call the Great Commission. It is our duty to walk in a manner worthy. And go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Ghost. It is therefore our duty, it is our responsibility to carry out this great commission. For in the, indeed the gospel hymn taught us, we are soldiers in the army. We have to fight although we have to cry. We've got to hold up the blood-stained banner. We've got to hold it up until we die. With this great task at hand, how can we execute this duty to walk in a manner worthy, this calling, this commission to bring others to Christ? What mindset must we have to discharge our duties properly? Let's begin with a short biblical background on the Ephesians. For you Bible scholars, I know you already know this. But the Ephesians were a lot like us today. The technology was different, but their weaknesses and their desires were much the same. They were a sinful nation. They were materialistic. Their sexual practices left nothing to the imagination. Does sound familiar? And there was no such thing as shame. Sounds awfully familiar. I want this, I want that, and I want it now. 
I'm gender neutral. No, I'm binary. I don't want to be called a female. Hmm. Well, what the heck do I call you after 62 years of learning and mastering English pronouns? All of a sudden, I have to change because you feel you needed to change who you are. Well, I don't think so. So from now on, I'm going to call you by your name, if I can remember it. And oh my word, let me grab my pearls. Oh my word. Don't ask me to lead you to the restroom. Okay, I'm through with that. Just Let's get back to Ephesians. As Paul was ministering, as he was teaching and he was preaching to these Ephesians, he found a small group. And that small group was getting tired of their old way of walking. They needed a new walk, a new perspective. They were hungry for that which is real, that which is true and proven. They were tired of lusting after material things and lusting after the flesh, so much so that they began to study, to learn more and more about Jesus. They decided that they wanted to make a change in their lives. Well, when people become less materialistic, less carnal, that means they're spending less money. And the lack of buying power begins to erode and eat away at the businesses and the economics of the city. They begin to suffer. Well, I want you to go home and read the whole story. It's in Acts 18 and 19. Economic riots are not a new thing. They've been happening for centuries. More than 25,000 Ephesians ended up rioting, and Paul had to get the heck out of Dodge. After which, he wrote a letter instructing the people of Ephesus to a new way of living. Or as the guards of the tomb of the unknown soldier exude, a new way of walking. Paul says in that first verse, I therefore, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord. Now in this scripture, the word prisoner describes a person who is bound, linked to, or a captive of someone else. Paul says he was bound for the Lord. His identity and his character were linked to Christ. Paul said, I am saved by grace and my faith enabled me to have more self-control. He said, my thoughts, my lust, my anxiety, my anger, and my guilt no longer imprison me because now I am free in Christ. He said, that freedom of being linked up, being bound up, being hooked up with Jesus was so profound that he and Silas, as they sang and prayed in the prison, having the ultimate faith that they would be released from the physical prison, that jailhouse. But oh, hallelujah. You see, they were bound to the greatest link in Christ Jesus. You know the jailbreak earthquake story. Go back and read it. Now let's get back to dissecting this scripture. After Paul writes, I therefore prisoner for the Lord, he urges and challenges us to walk in a manner worthy 
of the calling to which you have been called. Paul challenges us to walk in a manner worthy, not a trite, inconsequential walk, but a tight walk of value, a sturdy walk of meaning, a compassionate walk of a servant giving all to the glory of God. The way we walk, the choice of how we live, Sunday school scholars this morning, is completely up to us. The circumstances around us, no matter how good, no matter how bad, they cannot control how we react to those circumstances. We must choose wisely how we handle the circumstances. We must choose to walk in a manner worthy. And therein lies the focus. In that second verse of Ephesians 4, it shows us that it is our duty to walk in a manner worthy of the calling. He says to walk with humility, walk with gentleness, with patience, bearing one another in love. It is our duty, it is our duty in a manner worthy of the calling, a manner that honors Christ. That's a lifetime of decisions, small decisions, large decisions, made with humility and gentleness, even when it's difficult. And then he wants us to be patient in a world where everything and everyone wants every request right now because we are open 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. That's what cell phones have done for us. GABC, members and friends, it's our duty to not let that cell phone occupy more time than you spend with the Lord. Don't let it occupy more time than getting in the Bible. Don't let it occupy more time than you and your prayer life with God. You can truly go down the road of garbage in and garbage out or quality in and quality out. Because the word of God, as we say every Sunday, the word of God stands forever. It is our duty to do everything with humility, gentleness, and patience. And it must be done in love. Not hate, not anger, not frustration, and not for our own agendas. How many times have you run into a situation which causes great distress and you handle it poorly based on emotion or rage and then you regret it? It is our duty to take a deep breath, count to 10. Let me get this water in. And then, when you've done that, call on the name of Jesus. Okay, because he will give you the patience that you need. Because there's some trials and tribulations where you just don't have any patience. But let me tell you, depend on him. Open yourself up to the Holy Spirit. He'll lead you. Now, there's a short comical illustration. I know some of you have heard this, but I just thought it was kind of cute. There is a young, newly married wife 
And she prayed a prayer like this. Lord, I pray for wisdom to understand my man. Lord, I pray for love to forgive him. Lord, I pray for patience to deal with his moods. But, oh, Lord, I do not pray for strength. For if you give me strength, I'm going to beat him to death. Amen. <laughs> Society, come on back with me, come on back with me now. Society deals with so much hate and anger from others. We say it daily. That walking and doing things with love can truly test a brother or a sister. And yes, just as easily it can test a Christian brother or a Christian sister. However, we must remember that we are called to walk in a manner worthy of our calling. The choir used to sing step by step. We'll make this journey. Even though our way seems hard, step by step, we'll make this journey. But we must put our trust in God. It's those small steps, those small increments that we can see the progress that the Holy Spirit makes in our lives. Especially if we are open receptacles. You got to be open to be used by him. Now that third verse of Ephesians 4 engages us to be eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. This unity, this oneness, this harmony among true believers, that is the body of Christ, the church that Paul writes about. It's a spiritual, spiritual reality through the work of the Holy Spirit. To walk in a manner worthy, it is our duty to keep this unity guarded. It must be decently maintained, decently and in order, because it can be destroyed. Be sober. Be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. We don't create the unity. The Holy Spirit does through the word of God. Through the reading and the hearing of God's word, it develops, it strengthens our faith, and it keeps us trusting in the one who has saved us by his blood. But church, there's always, there's always a little arrogant click that hostile, trifling posse, trying to destroy that which God has assigned you to do. There's always that jealous clown messing around with God's plan. Remember, the one appears to be saved. That one can try to mess up what God has anointed, appointed, and ordained to be built up. My Christian friends, each of us is called to carry out the Great Commission as missionaries. It is our duty to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which we have been called. No matter what we're doing, we must be examples, walking in a manner worthy. If we are to be like magnets to steel in pulling the lost to Christ, if we are to be like the powerful gravitational pull on the earth in pulling lost souls to Christ, walk in a manner worthy. I don't know about you, 
but I want to walk in a manner worthy. I don't want to be found in dereliction of my duty to the Lord. Please order my steps in your word. I do not want to be named among those who have deserted my post in the heat of the battle. I don't want to walk like the rest of the world. Therefore, it is my duty to execute a different walk, a walk in a manner worthy. I don't have to be eloquent and polished, but I have to walk in a manner worthy. Degrees are of the utmost importance, but I don't have to have degrees, but I have to study. I have to study to show myself approved to walk in a manner worthy. I want to stay fired up. I want to praise him all day long. I want to thank him for his goodness. If we are to walk worthy, we must. We must clean up our act. We must shutten up, sweeten up, and stop backstabbing gossip. Wake up, get up, make up, step up. Throw away the old guard and start walking like the new guard. Frowns pull you down. Frowns pull you down. Get off off the ground and make a joyful sound to the Lord. You don't have to go all over the world. I'm here to tell you that you can gently, you can gently, yes, Lord, I'm here to tell you that you can gently talk to someone. You can gently tell them about the love of Jesus Christ. You come into all kinds of people on a daily basis. And a gentle ministry is very effective. You don't have to yell and you don't have to scream. But you can give a message to them that will touch them. And you know, the Holy Spirit will lead you to that individual. The Holy Spirit, he'll, look, he'll lead you to somebody that's looking for a change, but there's nobody to direct them. The Holy Spirit will lead you to that individual who's looking for a new walk. And you tell that individual how easy it really can be. You tell that individual that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You need to let them know about the love that God has for his children. John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world. He didn't say 144,000. He said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but they'll have everlasting life. Tell that lost soul about the deliverance in the name of Jesus. Tell them about salvation in the name of Jesus. Tell them about healing in the name of Jesus. Glenn Burley was a wonderful musician, a wonderful composer. He wrote the perfect words and melody for our prayer as we fulfill our duty to walk in a manner worthy. He wrote, order my steps in your word, dear Lord. Lead me, guide me every day. Send your anointing, send your anointing, Father, I pray. Order my steps in your word. Humbly I ask thee. Teach me your will, not yes. my will, but your will. And while you are working, help me keep still. Because yes. Satan is busy 
but I'm going to tell you something. My God is real. Order my steps in your word. Bridle my tongue. Let my words edify you. Let the words of my mouth be acceptable in thy sight. Take charge of my thoughts both day and night. Order my steps in your word because I want to walk worthy my calling to fulfill. I want to walk in a manner worthy of this calling. Lord, order my steps and I'll do your blessed will. This world is ever changing. With my Jesus, you are still and always the same. If you order my steps, I'll continue to praise your name. Order my steps in your word. Order my tongue in your word. Guide my feet in your word. Wash, wash my heart in your word. Show me, show me how to walk. Show me how to talk. When I need a brand new song to sing, the ensemble sang a great medley this morning, but when I need a brand new song to sing, just show me. Show me how to let your praises ring in your word. Please order my steps that I may do my duty to walk in a manner worthy. Thank you.